0: This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. My name is Annalise. I'm an exercise physiologist and nutritionist.
1: And my name is Melanie. I'm also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist.
0: And we are joined by our very special guest today, Carrie McCloskey. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. So good to see you, Carrie.
2: It's great to see you guys, too. <laughs>
1: We're so far away from each other all the time, it's, and now we're in the same room, but far away from each other in right? real life. I love
0: this. It's been a long quarantine. It yeah. has been. Yes, <laughs> yes. So before we get too much into it, um, Carrie is our very own like in-house registered dietitian. She is the one that we go to for all things nutrition here. Yep. And um, she is also a certified personal trainer, and she's been with us teaching. All kinds of classes, doing one on ones for for how long, Carrie?
2: A long time. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll just leave it at that. She's she's positive choice royalty.
2: Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> that's quite a crown. Um, I uh, I appreciate that, but I think I just got lucky because. Um, when I was in college, I was I started off in business and I kept reading nutrition books on the side because I had worked at a job that I was supposed to teach people how to do all this stuff and I didn't know any of the vernacular and so I was reading, 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 and then I went back to college. That was a summer job, so when I got back into college and it was learning all these other things in business, I'm like kept reading on the side all these other things and i was just going to major in something I enjoy, <laughs> so <laughs> I did, and then I um, I actually landed in a Kaiser job right from an internship, Hey, me and too. like you, Yay. Melody, yeah, <laughs> and um, it's just been a really good fit for me ever since, so um, I'm going on my third decade with uh, Kaiser, and I'll have to say it's been a, quite a fun ride.
0: Good. Well, of course. I mean, third decade, it must be a good place to work. It is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> They're good to us here.
0: And we get to do a podcast. Nice. Right. Yeah, this is super cool. I have no problem with this.
2: Wonderful.
0: Well, Carrie, so we are going to, we're going to talk about what healthy at home means today. And one reason why I think we all wanted to do this topic was because... The quarantine's been going on a long time. And all three of us teach classes where we've been trying to help people wade through how do we maintain some of our healthy behaviors while our whole schedule has changed, our whole life has been uprooted. And we're coming up on our our year anniversary of this. Oh, boy. (laughs) I know. And, And I think that we have a better grasp of how to... How to navigate these waters, right? I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I,
2: yes. Yes. And, however, like you guys, we talk to a lot of patients during the day, and they uh, this being ordered to be at home, um, they've gotten into their groove, a new groove. However, I where they're still struggling there's you know and, and we're all struggling we've all been sent home to work and when we're talking to our patients it's through the computer right so we're not even open yet for in person a few things are but um, mostly we're not and so like you were saying Melanie we're a year into this and um, there is hope um, there is a vaccination out now um, that is going to and with herd immunity, the combination of those two, I think we're still looking though to maybe um, several more months before we can just safely start really opening as a society and this pandemic has affected people worldwide and, what we're seeing has the toll it's having not necessarily as much on physical health as mental health so and that all plays into anyone's ability to eat right to move around so you know if they just don't feel like it it's not gonna happen so I think it's a great discussion to talk about today and talk about maybe some tips and things that uh, we offer to our patients that uh, you know would, would help them. And then when we see that progress and that movement outside of what they're doing and, and how wonderful it feels for them, it, it's, it's joy for us. At least it is for me. I mean, that's why I keep doing what I do because I, I love to um, help get a person into a healthier, uh, body but, but the healthier frame of mind too.
0: Right, because they both go together. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: And I thought you made a really good point earlier when we were, you know, talking pre show was that our our lives being at home, the isolation, it mirrors natural depressive tendencies. And how how are you seeing that play out um in you know, in your life, and your patients' lives, your feedback that you're getting?
2: I think what we are um, seeing is that when, you know, if someone already was struggling with um, depression or anxiety and then they're forced to stay at home, that can amplify those sort of feelings and behaviors. And I think from this pandemic, the biggest toll on mental health has been the social distancing more so than anything because we are social creatures and we want to be together and then when it's you know forced not to be together then um, the struggles then can intensify and so um, and those who were who are trying to obey those orders are um, then you know with the depression it can just cycle people farther and farther. And then, unfortunately, we turn on news and, <laughs> right? And I, I just call it the bad news, right? Because <laughs> that's just gonna take a toll too. And so this, this whole perpetual negativity can, has really been um, impacting people and how they're feeling about themselves, how they're feeling about life in general. And so, um, you know, it can have some really fatal uh, uh, outcomes. Unfortunately, you know, I've I've seen it with some of my personally with some of my friends, um, and um, it can get really really ugly. So, um, like I said, I think it's a good time to just say, hey, we're we're. Um, on this playing field but guess what we're going to be um coming into the home run pretty soon and so we we let's stretch out this last several months and figure out what we can do if if you know we find ourselves in those um down situations um how to boost ourselves up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: i think another stat worth mentioning too is that um alcohol use has skyrocketed during the pandemic. Oh yeah, right? they're saying like wine and beer sales shot up as soon as the pandemic hit and they haven't really gone back down. Right, so so I think when as we kind of get into today's like, what do we do now? Uh-huh. We got to think about what what is adding to the negative parts of it too. There we go. And if, you know, we're turning to negative coping mechanisms we need to we need to watch that and it's one of the benefits of implementing some of the positive ones that we're going to talk about here in a minute
2: right so addictive substances in general um, you've saw the, the increase of that but um, also people addicted to food and social media mm-hmm. you know so there's a lot of addicted things that now um, we are uh, that are also, on the rise. And so that these were what our patients are coming to us with. Yeah.
1: And that, you know, that that is a challenge, I think. I mean, I myself have I've fallen almost to that as well, where you just, you have all your things that you do normally, it's been flipped upside down on its head. And initially, you you know we were like oh it's only gonna be a couple months. I keep thinking back to when the pandemic first started, and I would I just deleted all the appointments I had for like four months. So I thought yeah you know by summer I'll be able to put my schedule back to normal, so let's leave it the way it is and it's no big deal. And I think by like August I was like I'm just gonna permanently delete all these things off my calendar because now I'm like down. This is depressing. It's it's not. I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It was a train. I'm sad.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And.
1: Thankfully now we know it's not a train; it's really a light, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I, I totally get that. That is, it's, it's a challenge, and I have too. Had many patients come to me with similar, you know, experiences where they're just getting down and turning to other things as a means of coping with the lack of socialization, the lack of I mean, gym memberships. Amazingly enough, people are like sad they can't go to the gym, so they eat,
2: right? Which is like what? <laughs> but yeah. they do that. It's and you know I feel for those also special populations that are um, like the seniors and mm-hmm. um, how isolated they can feel and our kids. So I have a, a, a ninth grader who hasn't been to school because it's all online. And so, um, but that kind of brings me to um, one of the first tips that I was thinking of. And that is to start something new or start something else, you know, uh, maybe you've wanted to do a hobby for a long time and, uh, just never had the extra time to do it. And so, um, I'm going to use my daughter as an example. So she's 15 and, um, always uh, she's an animal enthusiast and so (laughs) she talked us into getting um some holland lop-eared bunnies the cutest little things with their ears you know straight down and, and so we started with two little girls and then she decided she wanted to get a little boy and so and they multiply (laughs) like bunnies you know like rabbits have you ever heard that you know say it really is so within three months we are up to 20. oh my gosh oh my goodness and she's selling them like a little business and it's it's just something new that has been exciting and different and So um, I think that is a good tip, is um, try to learn something new or um, engage in something that is is different just to, you know, change it up. Make something um, uh, new in your brain chemistry so it has something positive to work towards. Whatever it is. Um, I mean, you don't have to learn a new language or take up an instrument, but it could just be as simple as getting powered by produce cookbook that you girls put together <laughs> and trying a new recipe something very healthy
1: which they absolutely should yes 100%. Yes. yes yes
2: um <laughs> another thing is um with uh mental health is um do things that you like to do but do it more So um, like if you like to color or paint, um, we downloaded a Bob Ross video one time and we all just sat and painted canvases and then we looked at what everyone did and it was super fun we even had other people that were on facetime doing it along with us and so you know just doing something that you like to um, do it a little bit more and um, they the experts call this behavioral activation where you're doing positive behaviors Um, And then, so you're activating positive places in your brain to um, excite it to a place where then it combats any kind of negativity or or depression.
1: Is it kind of saying like, you know, when they say fake it till you make it, but like you do something that's positive and then the positive feelings kind of follow suit as a result of that? Exactly,
2: exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, Another thing I was thinking of is like, know your why when you get out of bed in the morning or have something fun waiting when you get out of bed um uh for me i do different things on different mornings i am that um energizer bunny straight out of bed and i, I woo and so i oh, I, I, wish. I i work i I wish <laughs> i work out yeah, in the morning i'm not that way i wake no. up and
1: i'm like mm. I'm gonna stay here for at least 30 more minutes. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's the same. It makes no difference. Every morning I wake up, nine, eight hours of good sleep, and I'm like, no. Okay, give me an hour, and I will be human again.
2: And I think we're born with our circadian <laughs> rhythms already set. It so must be. Yeah, I've always been this way. And so on different mornings, I do different types of workouts. And so, like, today is Thursday, and um, my husband and I have this uh, beautiful route that we like to go walk-jog with our, our Labradoodle, our um, Posey, our dog, and um, we'll take her. And we never do this neighborhood other than on Thursday mornings. So I look forward to that route just once a week. And then I do other things on, on other days. But I mean, um, just if you have a, a special breakfast waiting for you the night before that you put together, or um, just uh, allow yourself to have like a spa shower or just something as a little carrot to get you out of bed that can also help to know your why for the day as, as meaning, um, why do I want to get out of bed? Like, what is there to, <laughs> to get moving for? So that was just another little thought that I had.
0: Well, I think I, I kind of want to stay on this for a minute because I, I've been really focused on morning rituals lately and the importance of that in terms of setting our our day straight and having certain things in the morning that are about self-care so whether it's like you said having a breakfast um, getting out and doing some exercise maybe we meditate maybe we um, take time to just have coffee and watch something that we enjoy in the morning but having that combination of structure where Mm -hmm. we're getting up for a reason, right? We have things that that we have on the schedule. And then we're also doing things that set our mind straight and set our stress levels down a little bit before we even get moving through the day.
2: Something for you, Mm -hmm. something for self-care. And we can't let that go.
0: No, no, and I think, Kind of going back to the the mirroring of depressive behavior. If we are working from home, or maybe we're not working right now, um, you know, we don't have that that inertia of, of our day to day schedule of getting out of the house, of maybe even doing our hair and doing our makeup and putting on appropriate brushing clothes. Brushing our teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that really does mirror depressive behavior. So if we are waking up in the morning and we really have, like, nothing, right? We just kind of roll out of bed and do whatever or log on to our laptop and go instantly to work. That 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 sets the tone for the day in the same way, but maybe in not a way that is going to be positive.
2: Right, right. Um I made it a point early on when um, we took our laptops home and we were seeing patients through the laptop to still get myself together like I was going to work. And um, at least from the, the torso up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, torso down, you're in sweats and whatever. but. Uh, So uh, it it was just helpful to still put myself together. So I think like what you're saying, um, not just lounging around, not caring about your appearance and not caring about um, how you present yourself because um, then I think that adds to the negative behaviors that you do.
1: It's so funny you say that because I put makeup on before I left the house today because I'm leaving the house. I have to make my public appearance. And my husband's like, why? You're going to be there in a mask for like 10 minutes. And I was like, because I want to look nice, OK? gosh
2: and you do look nice Melanie and Annalise like, he
1: has his work sweats I, I wear I actually wear work clothes he he just sits in sweats all day and I, he's not even gonna listen to us so it's fine I can make fun of him all I want
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's that's the thing like I, I do the same thing like I want to make a point to feel good and feel like I'm doing something and like you know even if I'm not even going to be on camera I always wear uh, one of our positive choice shirts every mm-hmm. time I go to like work quote with quote with right. air quotes there and um, Because I work from home a lot too, and like you know, I don't see people at all most of the time on um, Mondays. But I'm still in my work shirt, and I'll I'll go on walks around the neighborhood in my work shirt. I don't care. I have to feel like I'm doing a job.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Good for you, Melanie. I try my best. (laughs) Yeah.
0: it becomes a ritual, mm-hmm. right? And rituals mm-hmm. set the tone. It's it's why we as human beings have rituals like holidays and certain birthday celebrations, or you know, certain traditions that we have with our family. We have we have daily rituals too, and it's it's important that we continue the rituals that that uplift us,
2: right? Because, like I said, I mean, this is going to be ending, and then we're you know, society opens and we go back to those behaviors anyway, and. Um, so, uh, but uh, another thought that I had is um, another tip that I heard from some of our, um, a, a psychiatrist is we do worry about things. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people are soci- socially isolated um, and a lot of people don't know what the future is going to look like, and that uncertainty is out there, Um, don't know what it's going to be, you know, where they're going to live, Um, there's, uh, there's been forbearance, which is great, but at some point that runs out, and you know, so anyway, there's a lot of things to worry about, and what the psychologists or psychiatrists are saying is that give yourself a space and a time to worry like just a 15 minute window 20 minute window or whatever but allow yourself that time and space only to go through your head what is what the problems are because it actually can be very constructive you can actually get to a place of decision making and figure out how you're going to um you know get to that place that you need to get to and so um i think that was really good advice too just to say all right now is my time i'm going to think about these things but then the rest of the day you don't have to think about them you don't have to worry about them so kind of frees up the landscape of your brain
1: i'm okay with that (laughs) i have a chronic worrier so she knows (laughs) And at least it's just looking at me like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and so uh, that makes sense. I just, I'm c- coming from someone who is a chronic worrier though. Like the only thing I can think is if you're always worrying and contemplating and thinking whether or not life is okay, how do you combat that? You know, that, that's where it's tough. Right, because like I don't, because I, I'm thinking like, oh, that sounds great on paper. I don't know if I can actually just give myself 20 minutes to worry because I'm yeah. more of a three or four hour kind of person. Um, okay, so.
2: <laughs> I mean, of course, these are so easily said. Yeah. these these types of things. Um, but maybe just give it a go, see how that works out for you, and see if it makes a difference.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Homework
1: for me. There I you like go. This. There we go. This is my podcast. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that goes along with the same things that we teach about everything else which is when we're when we're dealing with our mind and we're dealing with our thought processes it starts with observing what you're doing and then the willingness and intention to limit it so maybe you know we can't start out with 20 minutes of worrying if we're usually worrying all day but we could give ourselves that 20 minutes and then spend the rest of the day noticing without judgment
2: there you go we
0: find ourselves worrying and be like no i can worry about that later and doing that you know a million times during the day if that's what's required but i think that's that's how we get better at, at teaching our brain where it can go crazy and where it needs to like yeah set boundaries for your own brain there you go that's right and just but
2: i like what you said too about without judgment just acknowledging that thought is there and just like stick that thought on a sticky note in your mind and say okay later right and so you're not judging it you're just um noticing that oh interesting here comes that thought again and you know like a third person would well okay to the side right now because you've got other things that you're thinking about so
0: Yes, I think judgment is, getting rid of judgment is the key to allowing yourself to change. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing, you know, if, if you are currently struggling with, you know, depression, not being structured, not being healthy right now, not maintaining some of your good behaviors. I mean, the first thing to do is get rid of the judgment about it. Like, we're all we're all here, we're all struggling with it. And, you know, if you if you fell down, we go, okay, we fell down.
2: That's right. What's,
0: what's step one that we could feel a little bit better today? You lay there in agonizing pain and scream, help me? No. <laughs> <laughs> help. I think mostly people lie there in agonizing pain going, see, what are you doing with your life? How are you going to do this? What yeah. have you done? What are you going to do? Like, it's it's getting into that that worry cycle, we're we're in that judgment about what we have done, about our self-worth, and that's what keeps us paralyzed.
2: And don't you think a lot of judgment comes from comparison?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That you're judging
2: yourself. Why aren't I doing like so-and-so? Why can't I be be doing X, Y, and Z? So-and-so
1: bettered themselves during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Why am I not better? Right,
2: right, right. So I think... Um, I like what you're saying about judgment because that can be part of that, you know, letting go of those comparisons too and just stepping your foot forward from where you're starting.
0: Mm-hmm. And maybe staying away from social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think mean, that is that is the crux of all of our comparison. I mean, I don't put up the days that I can't get out of bed. I'm not like, hey, I'm here and I can't I can't function today under my
2: covers.
0: <laughs> no, oh. I'm like, look at this picture of how I mastered sourdough bread baking. Of
2: course, of <laughs> yeah. course, you put your best foot forward always on social media, and that's what. What uh, other people are seeing, well, and so they've even done
1: studies on that. They say that people who spend more time on social media, you see other people's glamorized lives, which is. Like, not the case at all, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're only putting snippets and portions of reality. It's not the truth. Of course. And people get depressed because they're comparing to this small picture right. of someone's actual reality. It's just a piece of it. Yeah. You know? And, uh, like, I, I get find myself getting to that position, too. I'm like, look at this person. That look so great. I, yeah. You know, you get in your own head, and it sucks, because it's not real. <laughs> We're just seeing... You know like i mean i've, I've done this myself I've, I've, i made a little like compilation video of a vacation i went on was like a horrible vacation but i didn't want people to know that so i put all the highlight reel up online and be like wow what a great time like uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't but you don't know that right. now you do i want to tell you what vacation that one was okay <laughs> it wasn't spain thank you <laughs> that was not one but, <laughs> but like i totally get that. It's the comparison to other people's snippet of reality yes. which is an unfair comparison
2: Right, because we're all human beings. Yeah. We all have the same human emotions, and we're all just doing the best we can. And mm-hmm. um, so I, uh, I like what you guys are saying because, um, I, again, back to my teenage daughter, she has this very influential brain. And so um, we have actually not let her <laughs> um, have an Instagram account yet and those kinds of things because I, I just I don't think it could be constructive for her brain right now. Um, she's, she's social. She has her friends and her besties. And so um, we're just kind of limiting it to that right now so it doesn't pollute her brain.
1: I think that's so good. Social media is awful.
2: <laughs> can be, yeah. I
1: mean, not all the time, but it, it definitely can be. It has, right. it has its ups and it has its major downs.
2: But and... it's so addicting, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes.
0: But it's also, it's also going back to that observing thing. Right? One thing that I've done in the past couple of years is when, like, I'm on Instagram and I'm following an account, and um, the account starts making me, like, frustrated, or I don't like what they're posting, or um, I'm starting to compare myself, I unfollow. Yeah. Okay. I, you don't have, you can cultivate your social media to, um, be things that validate you that make you feel good and i think you know while while we're kind of going through this process with with social media or with everything else in your life like examine the things that make you feel good mm-hmm. and examine the things that are adding stress and if they are unnecessary like following a stranger on instagram right that is <laughs> aggravating you get rid of it
2: there you go there you go so wise it's
1: the ultimate power <laughs> Unfollow. Unfollow. (laughs) (laughs) Click it off.
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: well, it's about that time. Okay. So, Carrie, any any last tips for, like, being at home, keeping your healthy habits going?
2: Well, funny you say that. I think what our brains also need is some kind of trigger to remind us to do some good behaviors. And so whether it's getting out your cell phone and putting it on um, every hour, just to remind yourself to get up, if you have a work uh, desk area and you're, you're doing sitting most of the day. Um, I also want to endorse our Annalise and our Melanie, positivechoice.org, um, because you guys do some awesome workouts. And, and carries um, on there too. do well, well, cool you. I'm very little on there, but you girls, um, I it, it, most of my classes will either be doing an Annalise video or a Melanie video today, and so um, uh, you, just free and uh, what you can in, you know get from Positive Choice. Um, that's on PositiveChoice.org, but there's also our YouTube channel, which is Positive Choice Integrated Wellness Center. Mm-hmm. Um, on YouTube and so you can download those videos. So we're coming to you at home. Um, we can we can help you um, many many different ways. Um, we also have classes here to help you with nutrition. A lot of my patients are also struggling with the fact that the refrigerator is just right there a couple steps away and so you know organizing the environment so it's um, not so conducive for getting, caught up with overeating you know high highly desired foods um with a lot of sugar and then gaining weight and um so i would um just want to have everybody think about where they are right now in their space and time how they're feeling mentally how they're feeling physically and if those are off then reach out if there's something that you feel you you need support with um, uh, we can't see in person people but we can see people and I think that's what's awesome we as practitioners can still um, meet with our our people um, and uh, be able to walk them down to a, a, a better path a better journey than maybe what they're on
0: absolutely and providing that that accountability I enjoy it as an instructor during the pandemic, and I have a, a lot of my, you know, class members, you know, just having a group that you're working with, that everyone's doing the same thing. It's a good reminder, a good check-in every week, and um, and we offer that. And if you are a Kaiser member, healthy balance, 16 weeks, it's free. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you're not
1: a member, you can still do it for $160, as at least of right now. We don't know. Probably... Probably forever, but we'll see. (laughs) I can't quote that forever indefinitely. According to the date on this podcast, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. So such good tips, Carrie, and I think such a well-needed talk about about where we're at. Right. Yes.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so
0: much for coming. You'll have to come back.
2: I would love to.
1: Yay. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you again. And until next time, everybody. Bye.